What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is another episode here of Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network. And today we are talking about my favorite Star Wars movie ever made, Return of the Jedi. Get some! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! I was looking for the, the crow, the falcon. <laughs> yeah, the eagle. The eagle. It's an eagle. The eagle has landed. We're here. We're the action guys. We are the action guys, and we are here to talk to you about Star Wars. Oh, what a day! What an exciting yeah. day! So four hours, honestly. It's a it's big. We got you know we got we got this one. We did a stream last night. We're seeing the new Star Wars movie tomorrow. We've got reviews coming. There's so much Star Wars this week and cats. And yes, you you will be seeing cats. I will not. I will be seeing the movie Cats. I will. I, I if my family asks to go see Cats on Christmas, I will. There's no. There's so many other good movies right. out to watch. 1917. What if your family was to say to you, "We're all going to the movies." <clears throat> With or without you, we're seeing cats. And it's the holidays. We really would like you to join us. God damn it. I can hear my mom or my sister saying that. I would go. Where's the sound? You got sound on here coming? Is it me? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Is there going to be a dramatic entrance right now? Is this cats? Are there cats coming <laughs> Are in? There cats coming in? <laughs> uh, I just wonder what would happen because I know you love your family. I do, and it's I, I would. Holidays. Go. I would. I would one hundred percent go. God, I would be so. I would get drunk though. First, what's the likelihood it's going to happen? I say there's a, like a sixty percent chance. Over fifty percent. You're going to have to go see cats. My sisters love musicals, <laughs> and I'm sure they love cats. Wow, I, I I have a plus one to see cats, and I texted our friend Mark Andreco, who is very opinionated about movies oh he is he is very opinionated about movies yeah. and loves musicals <clears throat> and uh i texted him that i had a plus one to cats and he said can we drink first <laughs> and uh i thought he was kidding so when i came in the studio today jeff graham uh producer here at the studio good friend of ours good friend i said to jeff <laughs> go to see cats and he said do you have a plus one <laughs> i was like i'm also seeing star wars the same day and haven't yet invited he's like anyone. no i asked you a question though yeah. <laughs> like zero zero conflict he's all in on cats not star wars do you not have a plus are you not bringing anyone with you? Tomorrow? i have now invited two people who couldn't go mm-hmm. i'm waiting to hear back on somebody today that i had invited <laughs> and then the other people that that are going tomorrow you guys just have their they have their own you guys yeah. all be in the same screen together yeah okay cool 2 cool. p.m everybody's going everybody's going before you i know I know. Now I feel now I feel a little left out. You do, even though I'm excited to go to the huh. like the 7 p.m. one. Yeah, you're gonna know what happened and knows what happened in cats before <laughs> I even start watching. The I'll movie. be live tweeting cats. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Anyway, guys, that's enough about cats. We're here to talk about Return of the Cats. We're here to talk about Return of the Jedi, uh, my favorite Star Wars movie. This is Action Movie Anatomy, and this is the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie related and pop culture by the bucketful. It's our last show at the regularly scheduled time of the year. We are going to do yeah. one more show, uh, and it's a weird one. So brace yourself for this, guys. I think we talked about it last week on on the show, but uh, Andrew and I are going to see Star Wars tomorrow, mm-hmm. the last Skywalker, and then seeing cats. And uh, we are gonna we are gonna come here to the studio at midnight, and we are going to do a twelve oh one full spoiler episode of Action Movie Anatomy, talking about. Uh, What's the name of the new one? Actually, the, the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Nice. Got it. And Got uh, it. we're gonna... <laughs> Kenzie Davis. Finally, Kenzie Davis. Davis. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a full at twelve one. So now we expect a lot of you guys because you will not have seen Star Wars yet. Will probably not want to watch. I feel that like live. no one's gonna watch it. And then I feel I, I I feel a little nervous. Ryan, chime in on this. I'm a, I, I know in the title it's going to say spoilers, right? right? And it's going to be a full spoiler review. There's still going to be Star Wars fans that find it and come in and freak out over us spoiling the movie. There will be a contingency of fans that I think <laughs> will try to murder us. <laughs> we you have need to expect that, right? Yeah, it's just it's just crazy because it's like it, it feels like a lose lose, but it has to be done. It I has think, to be done. I think in the end it's a win. It is exactly it's a short term. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some flack. Some people are going to freak out, but at the end of the day. It was the right decision. Yeah, and then hopefully by the time everyone does see the movie this weekend, right? Uh, they'll be like, oh, look, a full review's been up for a week in a nice studio. Yeah. With these guys. We're hoping so. We're hoping so. <laughs> so the that's comments the... and the thumbs down, though, who knows? Now, the, the thing I will tell you guys is that if you want to see our first thoughts reviews that are non-spoiler, yes. just if it's good or bad, uh, on Action Industries, which is our personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Action Industries, we're going to have a five-minute first thoughts review we're going to do that'll go up, and it'll be also available at 12.01, but uh, it will not be at spoilers at all. So you guys can just know if we like it or we don't like it there. So, uh, that is the week. We are getting excited. We're going to be doing that. And then... uh 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We go away for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to have this be our last live show at the regular time for the year, and then obviously, as you just said, the show we're doing tomorrow. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to be out of town. You're going to be out of town. Um, and we hope that you guys all enjoy your holidays with your family, your friends, and uh, you know, we will miss you. And but we'll be back at the beginning of the year. Today, <clears throat> I apparently cannot clear my throat. Uh, we are going to be talking about Ben's favorite Star Wars movie of all time, Return of the Jedi. And I, um, it's weird because you go. When I watched this movie again yesterday, yeah. I definitely can see... That's you this time. I can see through the holes. <clears throat> and, and you actually said something to me before we started taping today. You were like, you know, if I watched this at my age when it came out, yeah. I could have been more critical of it, I'm sure. People have said that a lot about the original trilogy. It's one of the really interesting things that people have in the conversation about Star Wars is like, if you know, if these movies were to come out today, if Empire Strikes Back was to come out today, people would pick it apart in the same way they pick apart all these movies. Right. Because it's just the, it's the reality of the world we live in. It's a different time. It's a, you know, we're, the expectations are different. And that is true. Um, however, there's a lot about this movie that's great. And, and, and you, as long as you can get past the little things that fall mm-hmm. short, and then, of course, you talk to, like, an aged, the effects age badly. Yeah, but, but, but the, the whole point of me bringing this up was what you said. You're like, I feel at home when I watch this movie. And I do, too. I loved watching these movies growing up, and and I definitely feel like a kid whenever I turn the original three back on. And you know, I was I was a, I was a little skeptical to see what was going to happen when I saw the Ewoks on Endor and all that, but I, I was totally into it. Me and too. and the honestly, I will say the only thing that I didn't really love was Han or Han. Yeah, it, it, he, his character is so different in this movie. He's kind of whiny. Yeah. He needs always help. He's jealous of Luke the whole time, which yeah. isn't really cool or sexy. I get you. And it also feels like Ford didn't really want to be there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, know. I don't know. I don't know the deep, deep, dark history of that, but it wouldn't surprise <clears> me. By the time this movie comes out, he's in, definitely in a different place in his career than these other actors. Oh, yeah, he's... Well, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit when we get to, uh, you know, star profiles. But we're going to we're gonna break down all that stuff, guys. We are going to be talking about our top five favorite things about Star Wars. Each of us has five we're going to be mm-hmm. sharing today on the show. Uh, a couple quick shout-outs to Austin Howell and Alex Little. They are patrons. Patreon.com slash Team Action. We salute you guys. And then also, we have new patron generals in yeah. the Army. We have Oscar Romo and Liam Gilpin, so that's another big salute. Generals, uh, thank you guys we salute so you. much. Uh, hopefully the two of you can join us today for our Generals Hangout. The Generals Bunkle we'll be doing in a couple hours right before the action, guys. Uh, on the action, guys, I think we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of the decade. I think we're going to be just doing the best, the yeah. best 20, 25 yeah. best of the decade kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah really exciting to, to do that. Yeah, so we've been talking about that for a few weeks. I think it's finally time we knock that one out. Uh, but yes, we are going to talk about Return of the Jedi today. So, you know, the movies we cover here on action, Movie Anatomy, a theater kind of four basic rules. Rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Luke, if he's the hero of Star Wars, the original trilogy, which I think it feels like he's the hero of the original Star Wars trilogy, right? Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker is definitely the hero. And, like, when he comes into this movie, he's he's so, like, Neo in the second and third of the Ma- yeah, Matrix. Right, you right. know, he walks and he's wearing all dark and he's doing the thing. And, you and know. he's, like, speaking so, like, diplomatically yeah. to Jabba. It's, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, like, an interesting choice. And it's awesome. I really, I love it. Uh, and he does play by his own rules. He knows that he's going to say to Jabba what he wants. He's going to do whatever he wants. Yep. You know, and he, I think he starts to, he really believes that once he goes to see the Emperor. But obviously the mm. way that, you know, it happens, he definitely plays by his own rules. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I mean, Luke knows the plan. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking straight up like good guy, bad guy, Emperor and Luke, 100%. Hands down, without a doubt. Yeah. Rule number three, the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. We've talked yeah. about this before. <clears throat> you know, they're Jedi are basically military. Yeah. Right? They're the Knights of the Old Republic. And then uh, rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Lots and lots of exploding. Support Ewoks. Yeah. Sad. Ewoks. That, that moment was actually very sad. When the one Ewok when dies. When the one dies. Yeah. Isn't it <clears throat> weird how guys in costumes and that happening is so much more effective than anything that happens to the Gungans? Yes. I yeah, hate all 100%. Of, I hate every Gungan, and if they die, it doesn't feel like it matters because like they're good. They're <laughs> killed. They're computer characters. Right. They're not real at all, and they right. don't even look real. And it's funny because even though these suits are clearly suits they still feel more authentic 
Way more. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I still, even watching yesterday, I was like, Ewoks could be cool. Oh, that could be real. That's why JJ, <laughs> when he came in to do Force Awakens. No, no, when oh, he did no. Force Awakens, he wanted to use practical effects. That's why it's all puppets and stuff. Yeah. He, he knew. He learned his lesson. Um, so, anyway, God, I, my allergies, and I'm just. I know. I, like, my voice crazy. is two weeks in a row, like losing it two weeks ago, and then this last weekend, it's just rough. Do we need to fly in some tissues? <clears throat> uh, I would be really great. That Are you serious? Great. You need to. You need I just am feeling myself. I'm going to mm. grab them. Oh, speed. wow. God, right. Uh, oh! You hear that? He said light speed. Light speed. That's cool. Nice. It's a thing that they do in space. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, guys, we are going to get into the show. The very first thing that we do here on Action Movie Anatomy is that we talk about thesis statement. Now, this Mm -hmm. is your biggest, boldest thought about the film. It's something happens and you just say, this is all I want to say about Return of the Jedi. It is the number one most important thing. It's the greatest, the first, the last, the only. Never should it be kind of loose. You want it to be almost like a rooted in hyperbole. This is your biggest statement about the film. Um... This is amazing. Look at this guy. Look, Look at this guy. Someone, guy. someone give this guy a raise. I'm going to blow my nose while you do your thesis statement. Okay, so my thesis statement is that Return of the Jedi has made me realize that not only is the Emperor the most underrated villain of all time, because he's always overshadowed by Darth Vader. By Darth Vader. 100% always of the time, second. everyone's always like, if you talk about good guys and bad guys... No one mentions, I mean, not no one, but most everyone, especially the general public, they go Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. That's what it is. And also when you talk about, like, the greatest villains of all time list, mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, Hannibal Lecter, the Joker, Darth Vader, those are the villains. You don't see Emperor Palpatine usually next to Vader or no. him, ever. And, and, like, Ian McDiarmid is maybe the best cast, I think he is just the best cast person in the entire saga, in all nine films. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the, you know, Rise of Skywalker yet, but it does feel like, I mean, James Earl Jones doing Darth's voice is amazing, but it isn't as good in the newer movies. No. Uh, Not even close. Not even close. Whereas he is better than he was before, which is, it just seems impossible, because you go and you watch 4, 5, and 6, and you're like, wow, that is evil. That is the embodiment of evil. And then you watch 1, 2, and 3, and you're like, that's really cool to watch this corrupt-ass shithead of a of a uh, politician become and he's been a you know he's been a mole the whole time and then now we're getting him again even just his voice in the newest trailer i'm like god you're the best you're just the best uh, unbelievable totally agree. yeah i i just i love him so much and i think that he does not get enough love yeah, it takes I, it all. I, I totally agree. We're going to talk a little bit more about our top five favorite things. And spoiler, you know, Ian McDermott as the Emperor is going to be in one of my top five things. I think yeah. it's so amazing. I, I've quoted, I've quoted his lines from this movie more times than I've quoted like most things in a movie. Mm-hmm. So many times, in fact, with my friends when we were growing up, that you would just keep doing it and be like, "Strike me down," and then you keep doing me, "Strike me down," and then it just like, sounds <laughs> like more Scottish. like Scottish by the end of it. <laughs> Laddie, strike me down. Uh, so uh, anyway, I totally agree. So he was thirty-seven. Yeah. When he played Palpatine, I have a I have a controversial Insane. thesis statement, and this is I think people are gonna. This is interesting because I don't know what it is. Yeah, people are gonna. So you're thinking it's gonna be something about this movie being bad? It's yeah. not. Uh, the single worst decision in the history of Star Wars is the song created for Jabba's sail barge. The, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. the the CGI edition of the song in this movie is the single worst decision in the history of Star Wars, and I will defend what I'm saying because you even guys are, more than Hold Me by the Lakes and Naboo or whatever. You guys are thinking Attack of the Clones. You guys are thinking Jake Lloyd. You're thinking Anakin Skywalker. But here's the thing: if you're going to make prequel movies and you convince me, I'm going to show young Darth Vader. Okay, I'm in. The casting is the casting. You had to cast somebody. Child actors are very often annoying. Yeah, probably the child actor was going to be annoying no matter who it was. Hayden Christensen, he's awful. Okay, he's awful. But like, <laughs> yes. w- once again, you you have to show the character, so it's a it's a necessary evil. It's a bad casting choice. But Mac Ryan is incredibly offended right now. There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing about this that needed to ever exist. No. This is this oh. is literally <laughs> this is just go with me down this road for a second here, guys. Think about this. And I'm so sorry if you're the graphic designer who had to come up with this because. There was probably a year of your life that was spent creating this character. You're like, holy shit. You probably, I just got the biggest job of my life. Think about that. At our age, if one of us had, was to get the opportunity, me? like, dude, I for the next year, I get to just make a scene in Star Wars. Yeah, it's That's like, it. Hey, you're going to write this scene. It's You need to communicate this important thing. And it's gonna, but it's in Return of the Jedi. It's your favorite Star Wars movie. You get to do this thing. Right, so you have to you have to write the song or get someone to write the song. You have to get all the people to approve it. You have to decide that on this those guy character designs in the far right here who looks like he no, literally no, has no. a scrotum on his face. That's what he looks like. He looks like they're right. It's, ball, this, it's a ball nose. It looks like he has a ball nose. Somebody 
And like all the decisions of him being like ball ball chicken ball ball like ball no chicken ball nose. It's <laughs> it is I, I like I can remember the first time seeing this because here's the thing. When I watched Return of the Jedi, like the re-releases or whatever, yeah, I don't think it occurred to me that this was new. I think I maybe I knew it, like because I had seen Return of the Jedi so many times, right? But like, <laughs> this is like '99. I'm like, you know, 11 years old. Like, it probably didn't occur to me how offensive it was, or how stupid it was, or how unnecessary it was. When I watched this as an adult, I just can't understand yeah. who. And think about how just devastated you would be if this was the <sighs> thing you worked on. It shows up in the movie. And Lucas is like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's, that's a good idea. A, yeah. that's, uh, that's turned out really well. I think it's uh, great for me. I'm glad we decided to put that in the ball film. Ball nose, chicka ball nose. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. It's the worst decision anyone's ever made. I can't. Ryan, do you second this or? You know, it's sad because I don't think this is the worst. I think there's some uh, there's some like racial issues with the prequels. That's that fair. Are, yeah, that's fair. Bad. That's fair. But this is, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I think. It's weird with movies that are this nostalgic. I think I just black out every time this this happens when I watch this movie. Like I just erase it. I kind of just check out. Yeah, from the I did. Screen. I definitely did last night. And every single time, so I don't even like remember the scene all too well because it, I never watch it. You think I about always skip. You think about all the things they changed, right? So like I was thinking about this. At the end of the movie, they show the different locations. They add in a few different locations. Yeah, they're celebrating because yeah. they're from the prequels. Hayden being there instead of old Darth Vader when he sees the Force Ghost. Jabba and the thing in Star Wars when. Obviously, Greedo shooting first, all that, you know, it's character stuff that matters. But again, I'm watching, unless I'm, like, totally zoned in on what makes Star Wars great and the characters and all that. If I'm, like, a kid, I'm showing this to my, like, niece or nephew. Yeah. They're not going to notice that Greedo shoots first or care at all. They will notice this. You have to watch the scene. It takes, like, a minute and a half. Yeah. It's so offensive. I I don't understand it. What if the song was good, though? It's not. But what if it what if it was? I just think every it looks fake. He has a ball nose. He's made of computer <laughs> graphics. Nose. It's like when they do the the moment in in Aquaman, you're just like, "Why are we doing this? Why is this why are these musical ceremonies a thing and why can no one do them right?" I I and get I, it. This one's real bad. I understand what the point <clears throat> is, but this isn't even a musical ceremony. I know. It's a it's, it's a number a in a bar. Like, yeah. But we need this. <laughs> it's like it what it makes me feel like is that Lucas is like niece or something was like you know like 12 on a school project and she was like oh look at the song i wrote george and he's I, like let me put this in the movie there's a few people in the chat that are saying that it's not the worst moment i i challenge you to tell us what the worst moment is if it's not that nose right there on that face <laughs> you tell me oh yeah it's, she's those are the <laughs> oh god so that was, those are our thesis statements uh i feel like they're both pretty good they're both pretty solid and now we're gonna move on fist pump which my fist pump's just that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. That's going to be that. So we're going to move on to the next part of the show. Um, next part of the show is fist pump moment. This is when something happens. You look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm so excited I get to watch the rest of this movie right You want to call your buddy. You want to tell him to turn the movie on. Uh, it is just, it's a special moment for you. Yeah. Um, and this one's tough for me because it feels like often favorite line and fist pump. Mm-hmm. They end up kind of in the same territory. For me, though. And I've been saying this since I was, like, 15. The the moment in the throne room scene after Luke cuts off Vader's hand. Yep. And, yeah, Yes, yeah. right? And the Emperor's winning, and Luke looks at the hand, and he looks at his hand, and he, he says, you failed, your highness. I'll never turn to the dark side. And he says, I'm a Jedi like my father. And then the he father says... father before me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, so be it, Jedi. Jedi. That exchange, even today watching it, and I think I've seen this movie easily 50 55 times I've, I've seen this movie probably in my top five movies i've ever watched in my life the most yeah it, i teared up watching it again today it's like the 50 60 times i've watched this movie. it's so good it's something about like it's something about the journey you know G- george always talks about the hero's journey and like mm-hmm. luke and everything he's done it's something about how evil and how good the emperor is it's the fact that darth vader is this evil character but he's starting to come around that luke is winning and it's something about luke you know like it's that moment in the in the Matrix, you know, what's he doing? He's starting to believe. Yeah. You know, it's like Luke believes. He fully believes. He is a Jedi Knight. I am the Jedi Knight. He's yeah. going to bring balance to the Force. Like, he... And he's not going to be swayed by the Emperor. There's just something about that moment for me when I watch it that everything comes together and it's just so epic. It's such a... Yes! Yeah. We're gonna win! You know? My, yeah, oh, 100%. And my moment comes right after that. And it's when Darth just goes, No... 
no. And then he picks it. Yeah. It's the moment when you finally realize he broke through. Luke yeah. finally broke through. And it's all done in, in, in this moment. All these moments in this are pretty amazing. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think Mark Hamill's a very good actor. No. And there's moments right after this, like when he's when, when Anakin's actually dying. And like Luke's face is just like... <laughs> The whole time he's like delivering, he's like my son, like yeah. all this stuff, and like Luke's face is just like. Anyway, <clears throat> it really bothered me. But when Darth, and it also reminded me of the end of uh, Return of the Sith. No. <laughs> no, this is the good no. This is the this is the one, and, and 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 like the amount of pain that Luke is going through, and he's just like sitting there watching his son get tortured to right. death, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, that moment when he finally turns, you're just like. Yes! Thank God! Here's what I want to know. So, We're like, going to win. I wish... The one thing I kind of wish for this episode is that we had had somebody who was, like, alive when this movie came out and had been a big fan. Like, mm-hmm. was, like, waiting. You know, like, like Riley would have been a good person. Maybe I'll we'll ask about him and see him later. But, like, what I wonder is that when you're watching this movie in theaters... Actually, Riley was definitely not alive when this movie came out. He was definitely... He couldn't have been the right age. Right? Uh, this movie came out almost 40 years ago. I yeah, guess I mean, Riley I mean, he was probably alive. He'd probably just... He's very young. Maybe yeah, he saw it in theaters. Maybe. We'll ask him about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, like, like when that scene is happening, do you think you're watching it as an audience member and go and going, Vader is going to save Luke right now? I think you have to. You have to believe it's going to happen? I think happen. you have to believe it's going to happen that something good's going to happen because if not, then, then the bad guys just win. Luke Skywalker dies. And Luke Skywalker cannot die. You no. can't have the same movie where you lose Yoda and Luke. No way. Yeah, I wonder what it would have been like watching all these movies for the first time, like I, as a young person. I mean, when we get into our moments, there's there's definitely a couple things where it's just like I can't imagine what this was like to see live for the first time before anyone talked about it, before yeah, it became a right? meme, before it became the most referenced film in pop culture series in pop culture. Like, what were these moments like? What was it like to see the Force for the first time? There's all these things too <clears throat> that I was thinking about when I was watching this this time, where like we see all this paraphernalia that gets put out there toys and 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 advertisements and like you know when these new movies come out we were just talking about the white sand with the red yeah. uh, you know at the end of of last jedi mm-hmm. and like visually how cool that is how memorable that is the colors the design the ships the the, the lightsabers you know whatever like kylo's lightsaber right mm-hmm. and i was thinking about that and i was like i just remember as a kid seeing like the red imperial guards with the emperor and they're the only time you've seen them, I think, are those red and blue right. cards. I had the little micro machine toy versions of those things because I had that whole setup. Like I those little things as a little kid that are these irrelevant tiny visual details, mm-hmm. they stick with you so much. <clears throat> oh, dude, I remember the game. I played the game like yeah. crazy. Yep. So fun. All of them. Uh Stardew says Andrew Guy Riley did say that when he was eight, uh, he saw the return of the Jedi. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Guy, could you that's so eight cool. years old. That's such a good age to have seen. Of course he loves it. it, yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so those are our fist pump guys. Let us know what your fist pumps are in the chat. We'd love to come and circle back around and read about them. But now we're gonna get into Star Profile so we can talk a little bit more about Harrison Ford and where he was at along with Carrie Fisher and of course Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill did Britannia Hospital in nineteen eighty two, the night the lights went out in Georgia in eighty one, and of course the Empire Strike Back strikes back in nineteen eighty. Carrie Fisher did Under the Rainbow in 81, The Blues Brothers in 80, and Star Wars, Episode 5. Yep. Harrison Ford, on the other side of it, does Blade Runner in 82, Raiders of the Lost Ark in 81, and, of course, Empire Strikes Back. So it's just astronomically different. different. Yeah, you can see. I mean, and that's the thing. You know, Harrison Ford came out of the series as a movie star. Everybody else came out as actors that had been in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford is remembered for Han Solo. He's remembered as, mm-hmm. as, that's one of his characters, but it's arguable that Indiana Jones is as famous or more famous. You know, like Blade Runner, obviously, is this incredibly influential and impactful movie. And so he's doing this all around this time. You know, he does Witness and the Mosquito Coast all kind of right in here. And he's, uh, he's a big deal. He's a yeah. really, really, really big deal. And... It's funny because I, I agree with you watching this movie. There's that scene at the beginning when they see each other and it, 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 it Han's like, what's he say? He's like, how's it going? Couldn't be better. You know, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, same <clears throat> as always. You know, they and they're, the delivery of the lines, it's supposed to be sort of comic. Like, we're always in trouble, but it's also a little bit like, you guys don't want to be here. You don't care. Your delivery of these lines seems like you're over it. Yeah. You're like, pretty over it. And I know Luke had had his accident. His face gets all screwed mm-hmm, up. And mm-hmm. he, you know, so I, I think there's just... They had to finish the trilogy. And Ford had... He, he insisted that they kill him off at the end of Empire. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the people were saying in the chat. And that's <clears throat> something I definitely heard before. I think he wanted... Jabba to kill him or something, like or die in that thing. That's true. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I believe, and that's that might actually play into what you guys were talking about earlier with Harrison Ford not being like completely present in this one. I, I still think he's great in this movie, but he did want his character to die. Um, but 
it just didn't go his way. Yeah, he's actually. I think he's actually pretty good in general when he comes out of the carbonite. Like I actually think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm okay you with know? it. Yeah. He's good with it with, with Java. Mm-hmm. Java, throw away a fortune. Don't be a fool. You know, I always yeah. love those lines. Uh, but anyway, yeah, looking at their careers, it definitely does feel like everybody is in a different place than Harrison Ford and. Mm-hmm. You wonder, too, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but, like, the concept of a movie star back then versus now, and I think we were talking about Jack in 1980 when he does, when he does The Shining, uh-huh. and how, like, there was no social media. Like, there there was no, like, internet. You, you, you were famous. You were this, like, upper echelon level of movie star where, like, you walked somewhere and you'd get mobbed because mm-hmm. people couldn't believe it because, like, they didn't get to see live stream videos. No, and, like, they only see you being a character in movies. Yeah, and in a magazine. <clears throat> maybe you do a yeah. photo shoot. Mm-hmm. The magazine comes out. They see it on the newsstand. Like, you wonder in the same way that Chevy Chase turned into, like, the biggest asshole in the entire world from what everyone talks about. Yeah. Right around the same time. Heard about this. That you wonder if Harrison Ford got, like, a big head also. I wonder if he did. Oh, I've heard Harrison Ford's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I've heard he's, I've, I've heard he's like, very hot and cold, which is true, because you'll see it, you'll see it in interviews, where he's, like, very, like, just not having it, or he's, like, very short or very rude. Uh, but then you'll also see him do, like, these weird comedy sketches, like, or yeah. he'll have, like, David Blaine come to his house and do magic in his kitchen, and, like, blow his mind. You're just like, what are you doing? Who thought- are you, Harrison? <laughs> yeah. So, you're so weird, but you're awesome. I th- I've told the story before, right, when I met him, when I was, like, 20 or whatever, and sold him a bag at Nordstrom. I've uh-huh. told him this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't a dick. He just was, like, didn't say may- maybe five words. I worked with him for 15 minutes. He mostly pointed and grunted. Yeah. He, he mm. like, yeah, mm. yeah. I was, like, talking and trying to engage him, and he just, like, wasn't rude. <laughs> Remember that one time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Then our buddy, our buddy Coy just went to the Ford Ferrari premiere, and uh, he got to have a whole conversation with Harrison Ford about journalism. And Harrison Ford was awesome. Yeah. And they was like, they were like, and, and Ford was like, yeah, yeah, great. Can, can you get a picture of us? Like, you know, he was like, you want a picture? And like, grab somebody to take a picture of yeah. Coy. Like, I mean, that's, and that's, I feel like he's maybe one, just one of those dudes that probably runs hot and cold. And that just happens when you've been that famous for, for that, that long. long. I think yeah, there's just I days agree. when you're just like, I don't want to deal with you people. I want to just live my life as a human. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about production development. Uh, Return of the Jedi went through a lot of behind-the-scenes changes. Lucas drew inspiration from a team of writers uh, Richard, uh, and, and director Richard Marquand. The collaboration is what ultimately led to the final product we know today. Um, oh, interesting. For example, Yoda was not originally meant to appear in the film, but Marquand strongly felt that returning to Dagobah was essential to resolve the dilemma raised by the previous film. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I was just reading. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we can read some of this, some of this stuff. The inclusion led Lucas to insert a scene which Yoda confirms that Darth Vader is Luke's father because after a discussion with the children's psychologist, he did not want younger moviegoers to dismiss Vader's claim as a lie. You know, that scene interesting. is interesting, too, I, when Luke says that. And, like, Yoda's trying to, like, dodge the question. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to admit it's true. There's a bunch of stuff in this movie that, for whatever reason, this time through, after all these years, I, like, thought about a lot of what the character said and what it actually meant. If that's If that makes any sense, I, like... You get so used to seeing a movie, you don't even question, like, the scenes and the words and what right. they even mean. Right. When the Emperor keeps saying to Luke on the in the Imperial Palace, and he's like, keeps calling him my young apprentice, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that this time in a way I that for it. whatever reason I never had. Like, he, they, like, haven't interacted yet. He's right. just saying that because he's trying to get in his head. Yeah. That's all he's doing. It's great. I mean, it, that's the other thing is like, there's so much incredible writing yeah. in the original three that you start to like, what happened right. in, in the prequels? Because the prequels still have the amazing lines, you know, like my, one of my favorite lines in the whole entire thing is the Yoda line about fear. But it's stuff like that. That's just, it's small and it's subtle. Yeah. And I felt like Lucas lost a lot of his subtlety in the prequels and it was more just like hit him on the head. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Unlimited I love it. I actually, I, I, I remember noting that last night when he, he's like, he keeps calling him his young apprentice, my yeah. apprentice. Well, and so then when Yoda's like, arrest I must, and he's like, I, I need to know, yes, he's your father. Like, why wouldn't you just tell him? At this point, right. you're about to be dead. What if you don't tell him? <laughs> yeah, and then he just doesn't know. And then he doesn't know. <laughs> you know, like, I, I guess it's like, you know, you're hesitant because you don't want him to go and confront him early. But he already did confront him early. But so. then Obi-Wan comes back and he asks him again, basically, yeah. like, why did you lie to me? And so, and, and then he tells him, you know, about what happened and who who actually died and all that. So um, <clears throat> this was written by George Lor- George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan. And... Uh, Kazan claims that he told Lucas Reven- or Return of the Jedi was a weak title, and Lucas later decided to name the film Revenge of the Jedi. The screenplay itself was not finished until late, rather late in pre-production, well after a production schedule and a budget had been created. Blah, 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 blah. 
I'm so glad they didn't do that because you can't have Revenge of the Jedi. That's not what Jedis do. You just call it a different movie, Revenge of the Sith, later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is fine because the Sith, you think they would seek revenge, but you can't have Revenge of the Jedi. I was thinking a lot about this. Like, okay, so right now in Star Wars, like, language, whatever mm-hmm. we want to call it, we say Sith. He's a Sith Lord. Yeah. Like, you're watching this movie right now and you're like, oh, Palpatine's a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, Lucas already knew he already knew Sith as a word. Do you think that already existed in his mind when he was making this movie? Or do you think that's all stuff that he created later and like retroactively? I'm not sure, but you know, you think about the, the backstory that he already, that he lays out in this movie and how closely he follows it in the Phantom Menace. I'd like to give him the credit and make him think that he did. Yeah. It seemed like he'd kind of just, had just gone down this rabbit hole for years. Right. And right, had right. it all written out. <clears throat> who knows? I mean, you guys probably know better in the chat. I mean, it sounds like even in this movie, the script wasn't finished. So, so who actually knows? Uh, but getting into critical and box office, this movie was produced by 20th Century Fox. It only cost $32.5 million to make. It opened May 25th of 1983, and it grossed $252 million domestic and additional 122 foreign for a grand total of $374 million, which is just astounding. And uh, its opening weekend, it made all of its money back, $30.5 So just under. It was a three-day memorial weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the craziest thing about the original trilogy is that, like, we're starting to get into the territory where these movies are, like, they feel more modern in our minds, I think, because they, Star Wars feels modern because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff coming out all the time. But, I mean, the original Star Wars movie came out over 40 years ago, you know? Like, yeah. 40, 40, 40 wait, 77 is the original Star Wars movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, over 40 years ago. This this movie, the third movie in the original trilogy, is going to be 40 years old pretty soon. Like, these are old. These are old movies. They're really old. But, <laughs> really old movies. But they somehow just live on more so than any other movie like that. They've done something that no other film has done. And I honestly, truly believe, like, Lord of the Rings won't hold a candle to this in 20, 30 years, I don't think. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, it doesn't. There's no e- way they're going to make another three movies that are about, you know? Even today, it doesn't. There's, <clears throat> no, there's not even, no. There's nothing else. I mean, the, like we've said before. The only closest thing now is Marvel, but it's recency bias. Yeah, Harry Potter. But, like, yeah. Harry Potter's faded off. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are, movies are great. Those movies are really great. But, like, the Fantastic Beast movies are not good. And they're yeah. and they're not regarded as good. So the Hobbit movies weren't good, but we had the prequels. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, yeah, eight point three. It's the eightieth greatest movie of all time on IMDb's top two hundred and fifty, and eighty one percent on the tomato, and ninety four percent from the audience. And I already know what your favorite line is. Yeah, it's I my already, favorite. Line. I already said it. It's the best line. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm a Jedi like my father. Be- yeah, like my father before me. Uh, but I think instead now we can do our top five favorite moments from yeah, Star Wars. I think this is, a, this is a really fun thing. I, what I want to do before we do our top five moments, just because I know we've, we've got a bit of time here, okay. um, is can we just talk about some of our some of our like hilariously awesome Return of the Jedi moments? They don't have to be the greatest ever, right? Okay. Uh, Watching the movie again, I was struck. I was struck by a character who I was. I was told last night his name Salacious Crumb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His it's it's the it's the little rat looking guy who sits with Jabba, and his laugh is like. Ah! <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, man, what an annoying character. Like, I wonder who did the voice for that character. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, nah, the laugh needs to be a little more shit weasley. I feel like if we had like an entourage, like Eric from Billy Madison. I feel like if we had an entourage, like we were like douchebag, uh, like douchebag actor producer guys who like went to clubs. If we had like a buddy who sat with and who laughed like that. Oh yeah. Every time we like made a joke, he'd be like sitting next to us. Like, ah! <laughs> I want that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some of my favorite moments. Some of my favorite moments in this. Um, Yoda's death always was like really sad. Even last night when I was watching it, I was just like, ah, man, he's Yoda. How do you kill Yoda? Yeah. It seems appropriate, but yeah, that, that was definitely a, a big time bummer. Um, I love that I typed in top 10 uh, Return of the Jedi moments on Google. Yeah. And, and one of them just says dead Ewok. That's all it says. It's so sad. It's so sad. Uh, I think. I think uh, other other things from this movie. There's there's all these like little. There's all these little moments. I think when you talk about a movie like Star Wars, like these movies that have been watched so many times, mm-hmm. uh, there are little tiny things that always stand out to you. So Admiral Akbar saying it's a trap. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love it's a trap. It's just like or the guy with the the, the what? big eyes and the looking flaps on his face. And he, oh, and he yeah. shows him laughing. He's like, nub, nub, nub. Wow. His name is Nino. Nerd. <laughs> Got yeah. him. No, uh, Admiral Akbar in general is just amazing. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Admiral Akbar, definitely. Uh, I do, I do love when Jabba finally dies. Yeah, it just needs to happen. Yep. I just hated Jabba. 
uh, as a kid. What I will say is last night I was I was like, oh, here it comes. Here's the unveiling of, of Darth and James Earl Jones' voice is gone. Yeah. And now we hear this actor's voice. Right. I remember it just being not very good as a kid. Yeah. I loved it actually last night. It was totally fine. It was so great. And and, and like I think as because as a kid you expect him to be like awesome looking right. or something. But that can't be the case. It's He's, also just a shame for for James Earl Jones. <clears throat> I feel like it's a bummer that this happens. Right, and this is not him. Yeah, I mean I've heard like jokes, like I remember I think it's in uh I think I think it's in Chasing Amy when uh, the one character is like, "You take out this brother's helmet, and he's a feeble, crusty old white man." Yeah. Like, you know, there's like there's like jokes about it that people tell, but like I think the real truth of the matter is James Earl Jones is legendary. His voice is legendary for multiple characters, but Darth Vader at the top of the list. Yeah. When the helmet comes off, the fact that it's not James Earl Jones, it's a bummer. Is a bummer. It's a total bummer. <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking about it today, and I was like, man. I guess it wouldn't have made any sense because yeah, I mean, it's you think about it, it's the seventies, and it's you know, like how are they going to do? Because they would they would just have to have cast an African American Luke, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If the movie was made today, that's exactly what would have happened. Yeah, but like the thing is, it, they say Anakin was just like created by the Force. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. right? You can explain anything with the Force. You really can. Yeah, it's horseshit. Should have been James Earl Jones. Yeah, right. And honestly, it feels like it's one of the reasons why his career was always more about his voice than about his face. Totally. Because he's got the greatest voice. Totally agree. He did have a good he did have he a, a good, good 80s, 90s yeah, career. Uh-huh. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's in a movie called Best of the Best, which I'm planning on watching this week. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like an early 90s, like, uh, it's like an early 90s, like, blood sport style movie. Like, okay. the, like, the American kids have to fight against the, like, I don't know, if, I can't remember who they're fighting. It's it might be like the Korean like national team taekwondo uh-huh. kind of a deal, but it's like one of those movies. And and James Earl Jones is like the American instructor. Really, it's one of these movies that like my brother, like people my brother's age, they grew up loving. Best of the best sounds amazing. Yeah, like they loved it. There was like three of them, kind of a thing. Uh, best of the best. Best of the best. Any good martial arts training movie? Uh, okay, let's do our let's do our five favorites. From all this, right, okay? all right. <clears throat> uh, I'll jump in first with mine, and I will say just because we've already said it. Um, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. That moment when when Luke proclaims mm-hmm. that to me is my favorite single Star Wars thing ever. So I will just say that that's my number one. That, it, that goes first on my list. Yeah, and then my number five is actually my thesis as well. That, that this gave us the most underrated, overlooked villain in film history, in the Emperor. Yeah, and I do have Ian McDaren on here. I think <clears throat> the reason that I write down Ian McDaren and, and even just beyond just Emperor Palpatine is because it feels like what he does. In both characters, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, mm-hmm. that is his character, Darth Sidious, right? Yeah. Later. Uh, when you see him as an older character, but he's obviously playing the younger version in the prequels, mm-hmm. he's like one of the only great things about the prequels. And then it even goes beyond what he does as a legitimate thing when he becomes ridiculous and memeable. And he says unlimited power. All his ridiculous stuff, where he's like totally out over the top, yeah. is also awesome. It's awesome. It's it really a, is. It's absurd, but it's also awesome. He's Him like just, fighting Yoda in the he's Senate. just he's just great. He's just yeah. generally generally great. Here's my question. Hmm. Let's just say you go over to you know your girlfriend's family's house and in fictional world, and her uncle is Ian McDaren, oh. or. It's not Ian McDaren. He's just a man who looks and sounds identical to Ian McDaren. Oh, no. Can you ever trust him? Ever? Or are you, are you just sure the family's evil? I'm pretty sure that he would hate me by the end of the first hour of me being there. I'd be like, pass the uh, mashed potatoes with your unlimited power. He's like, God damn it. God damn it. I'm not him. I feel like he's one of those He's one of those types of people where uh, he, he, he just... I, like he just looks evil. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, we, I always talk about this with Guy Pierce. Yeah. Like if that guy showed up and like offered me a golden trinket, I would think it was poisoned or something. He just looks like an asshole. Right. Even totally. he's probably a nice guy. Never met Guy Pierce. I don't I know. Either. I have not either. Uh, all right. What's your number four? Uh, I, so I didn't rank them because okay. I already think I went with my number one. But I will say that the concept of a <clears throat> Jedi is is really high up there for me. Okay. I think like like when you say like Jedi Knight, like you think about the amount of culture that has revolved around um star wars things right so like using the force the jedi the training the sort of like it's very inspired by like samurai right like that's that's it's very much sort of what it is but i think when you talk about like in sports you talk about like you need to be calm focused powerful it's all just jedi stuff stuff. it's all jedi stuff like the idea of winning never be angry when you're fighting like things like that right like that's sort of uh, phil jackson feels like he's basically just trying to get his guys to be jedis all the time yeah yeah 
him and Popovich. Yeah, it feels like it feels like, you know, the concept of a Jedi and then they have these like that they fight with lightsabers, not blasters. I know. So sick. There's so many sweet things horrible about Jedi like over the years. You know, it's like you think about Obi-Wan, you think about uh, Alec McGinnis. Those are not the droids you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) You can wave your hand. "Ah!" So cool. You can get what you want, but you would never use. You could rob a bank, but you never would. You never would. You never use your powerful evil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The honor. The honor of the The Jedi. The honor of a Jedi. It's a great concept. It's Mm -hmm. a concept that has really endured. You think about you think about things that are introduced in movies from the 70s, like yeah. late 70s. Like there's so few things I can think of that have endured, to, like the concept of a Jedi. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, all right, so my next one that I have here is the Obi-Wan and Darth fight. As a kid, I don't know why it stuck with me so much, and it still did. And when we covered A New Hope, uh, I guess it was probably almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, I just love that fight. And it's, it's the moment, too, of <clears throat> you talk about being a Jedi. And it's like he he like sacrifices himself essentially, like right. the most Jedi thing to do. And he don't and, and he doesn't even really fight. Right, he's just distracting him for just long enough, and he's and ready he's to like, go. Yeah. And then he's ready to go, and he just and he just disappears. Yeah, like just Obi Wan in general, from Ewan to this. Yeah, it, it was just I love him. Alec so Guinness much. is yeah, he's I mean he's and a legend. Alec McGuinness. <laughs> it's McGuinness. It's McGuinness. Uh, I think unless I'm unless I'm <clears throat> incorrect, the only performance Oscar nomination in the history of Star Wars is Alec Guinness in Star Wars. Right? I believe so. I believe I think, so. And I think also that he was he supporting actor nomination? That seems that, that seems sounds right. right. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's just all of his lines and the backstory and just the way that he sounds when he talks. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um honorary <clears throat> award winner. Uh, supporting, yeah, supporting role. It's New Hope. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a Golden no. Globe nomination. Was he not nominated for... Uh, for? I thought he was. No, no, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what do you got next? Uh, next up, I'm going to go with the character of Han Solo. Okay. That's funny. I actually had that written down and erased it for the next one that I have. Yeah, I think for me, the, the reason that I say that is that all of the different... All the different things that have come out of Star Wars, like we talk about Jedi, lightsabers, the Force, whatever, like... Han Solo is the ultimate original. I like him even like way more than Indiana Jones. He's yeah. he's like he's like kind of a scallywag. He's kind of a scoundrel. He's a thief. He's a smuggler, but he's like honorable. He's yep. he's got a good heart. You know, like that swagger, man. He's got that swagger. He's a total badass, but he also isn't like he's like the everyman badass. Well, and so many of us had our first or one of our biggest original crushes in the world on Princess Leia and yeah. he was the guy that won her over. He was the guy. He was the guy. It was like, oh man, if you're going to get the princess yeah. of the galaxy like that level, you got to be like Han Solo. Yeah, I will <clears throat> say uh, I considered um, the jackets of Star Wars being on here because yeah. I, I remember a few years ago trying to buy this jacket um, and I bought a jacket and I wear it still. I like it. It's not what I hoped it was going to be when I bought it. <laughs> you thought it'd make you look like Han Solo? I just wanted a Han Solo jacket. I, well, there's also like a lot of sweet jackets. Like, do you remember the yellow jacket that uh, Luke wears in the ceremony at the end of Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. It's like a really cool uh-huh. looking, kind of looks like a 70s like yeah. motorcycle jacket almost. <laughs> there's a lot of great jackets in Star Wars. There's a lot of good costume design in general. I wanted all of Queen Amidala's wardrobe. You did. I did. <laughs> and her makeup. And your mother bought it for you. <laughs> she <Wait>. did. <laughs> you had the Caesar haircut, and uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's a great sweet. jacket, right? Sweet. I feel like that's like that's like a Ford Ferrari jacket. That's like it was like when Drive came out, and everyone started getting that like just white yeah, puffy jacket with a scorpion on the back, kind of like yeah. silky looking thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, but but Han Solo just as a character, I just think his best friend is Chewbacca. Chewbacca. You know, are you a Han Solo or a Han Solo? This guy? is you know you you said this before the show in the movie Lando calls him Han. And yeah. Luke calls him Han. Yeah, and it's it's it, one of the only examples I can think of in a, in a movie like like of this level where a key character is his name is pronounced differently by the, two different like characters. The the most yeah the biggest character maybe of all in it yeah. So what I don't know Ryan what are you Han or Han? Absolutely Han. Oh, most, yeah. people, most people call him Han. I mean when he goes in in Force Awakens she's like Han Solo. Ray calls him Han. Han sounds like a dumbass. I always <laughs> thought it was Han, but then you definitely meet guys that they say all, Han. Yeah, they do. And I think that George Lucas says Han Solo. And it's ex- uh, totally cuz that's the type of guy that says Han. Yeah. It's like when you know it's I get it, it's Jaguar. Yeah. Just say Jaguar. Just say it. Don't Jaguar. say Jaguar. 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 <laughs> that's a Jaguar. <laughs> Kill him. Or like Porsche. Yeah, like, okay. this guy, he's a Jaguar. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Ball nose. Ball nose. Uh all right, so my number uh, my next one up is the idea of a lightsaber. Oh, okay. Because you mentioned it. You're like, things that stood the test of time. 
But the lightsaber, even now, people are still trying to build real lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. like get them at home, and there's all these cosplay things. But the idea of a lightsaber as a kid was the coolest thing. Yeah. Because like I, I was obsessed with knives when I was a kid. Okay. And like there's a the butterfly knife is like the thing that you twirl around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you mess up, you'll you'll cut yourself. Because right. the blade will close on your hand. It, it hurts. The idea of training to use a lightsaber, that is unforgiving as hell. Yeah. You mess up once and your leg's gone, your arm's gone. Right. You killed someone. It's do not you, the same thing. Do you like it when Vader throws his lightsaber? Kind of, but I not dislike really. it. Yeah. When I, I watched it this time, I actually found because they then he has it back in his hand pretty quickly. They don't really show him going like pick it, it up. It feels like he should just boomerang it. Yeah, right. You know, like totally. They had that in the video game. Actually, there's a sweet like throwing lightsaber and it comes yeah, back yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think that's dangerous. what they should have done. Yeah, that sounds very dangerous. <laughs> How did you learn to do that? Uh, but yeah, just the idea of, of a lightsaber, and still to this day, when you see like really, really well made, fan made like cosplay lightsabers, you're still like, holy shit. You made a lightsaber. What's the best color of lightsaber? I want to know. I want to know from the audience. Is what's this? What's the single best? Do, what, do you color? have your favorite? Jeez, man. I mean, okay. They do all you have, have your favorite lightsaber. I believe period? I do. I believe it's the blue lightsaber that belonged to Anakin that Luke uses. That he's originally isn't he given a blue lightsaber mm-hmm. to start? In, that's his first one. I believe so. That's the one that he loses when he loses his hand. I think so. That sounds right. The blue lightsaber was always my favorite. I have to admit. I actually love Kylo's broadsword lightsaber. You do. I do. Yeah. And like in the trailer now, where it shows him like pick someone up with one of the things and like body slam it. I cannot wait for that moment. Yeah. I love it. I love the <laughs> dual lightsaber from Darth, but the broadsword is just badass. You mean, oh, from Darth Maul. Yeah. 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 yeah I, uh, yeah. Okay. Macrest. Is this his father's? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. We got, we got red. We got tri-blade. We got green. We got Kylo's. Everybody blue. I'm a fan of blue. So his channels. No purple. one said the purple one. No, AJ oh, Lancaster says purple. <laughs> there he it likes, is. <laughs> he likes the Mace Windu lightsaber. He's the, is he, okay. Is he the worst principal character in the history of Star Wars? Yeah. Mace Windu? <laughs> yeah, 100%. He gets a lot of screen time. He does. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate him, but I, I don't hate him, but it's just <laughs> why. It's like Matt Damon in Inception. Just right. put someone else in there that's not as distracting. Oh, Interstellar, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inception. Yeah, Interstellar. Uh, Dooku's lightsaber. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, for for sure, for me, it's the, it's the tri, tri-saber, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> Matt Ryan, the BMF tri-blade. saber is purple. The BMF. <laughs> uh, all right, do you, have a, do you have one more? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got. A, I think we got two more, two more. So my, uh, my other one is Yoda. Just Yoda. Yoda period. Just the Yoda period, the way that he speaks, the amount of knowledge that that guy has dropped over the last four decades. But my favorite Yoda line is, of course, fear leads to anger, anger leads to suffering. Suffer- or no, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate yeah. leads to suffering, and I sense much fear in you. Yeah. Still my favorite line of all time. Really? From Yoda. Even more so than any line that comes in the original movies. Yeah. I just huh. love it. It's a good line. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing that happened when we covered Phantom Menace. We were like... Did that really come from the prequels? This movie? Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. the best thing about the prequels then. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Yoda's pretty sweet. You know, again, it's it's crazy just to think. Like, this is what we talked about when we were talking about uh, Pulp Fiction and the impact of that movie yeah. on culture. And talking about all of Quentin Tarantino's other movies and other auteurs that were in the same sort of class as him and like how iconic these different pulp fiction things are. Star Wars is singular in this way that like when we talked about Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I can't think of almost anything from Harry Potter that's even like... I could talk like Yoda to my mom, and she would understand the reference from Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. Jedi, lightsaber, Yoda, Han Solo, the Force, Darth Vader. Like, there are so many things that if you make reference to that everybody in a room knows what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The Patronus charm, zero idea. Most people would have any idea what I'm talking about. Nope. The Voldemort, maybe my mom. Yeah. No, guaranteed my mom does not know who Voldemort is. Yeah, no, my mom doesn't know who Voldemort is. If I ask every member of my family, uh, the character of he who shall not be named, what character am I talking about? Right. Doubtful anyone in my family If you go, even though they say it wrong, if you go, Luke, I am your father to someone, even though it's not the real line. Yeah. or, Or even like, no, I am your father. Yeah. In that voice, everyone knows. No question. Not even a thing. I'm trying to literally <clears throat> think, what is the number two most famous franchise ever that has something like, if this is the most iconic franchise ever, which it is, what's the second most iconic franchise ever that has even like one thing on the same level? I guess Lord of the Rings. What's the thing? You one shall not ring, pass. One ring to rule them all. Maybe. Maybe. Jaws. Jaws, just because of the music. Dana. Need a bigger boat? No way. We need a bigger no. boat. No, not even close. I I literally can't think of anything in the history of movies to me. 
It would have to be something like franchises. Like, maybe, like, yeah. there's no place like home or something like that in Wizard of Oz. Maybe. <clears throat> Make him an offer he can't refuse, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. It's just, it's just nothing Back to the Future. Now, I don't even think there's anything from Back to the Future. Nothing from Lethal Weapon. But the thing is, is that you have to find... the. It's not just the movie. Yeah. It's the, it's the one line. Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers! But that's not like, quite. Literally, all the things we're talking about, I'm like, I'm like, you can't compare any of these to even no, one of the six Star of Wars them. that I just named. Yeah, you know, like they're all. It's crazy. That's it's it's it is a singular phenomenon that the world will probably never see something like it. What's your number one? Uh, well, it's, it's the last one is or the last one. It, the last one I have. Oh, I, I was gonna <clears throat> say one in particular, and I think I should. It's the music of John Williams, yes. and specifically, it is the original theme. It's the theme that plays after a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Even that, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. If I say that, then everyone knows what yeah, I'm talking exa- about. Yeah, exactly. Literally, you say that, you write it. Like, it happens, and it's the coolest thing ever. I remember, like, tearing up, hair on my arm standing up when I saw the Falcon in the trailer for Force Awakens. Yeah. It just gets me and it's amazing and it's the most amazing school. Probably it's probably the most amazing piece of movie music ever written is that one theme. Well, it's too because every time for the longest time when you would hear that music for these three movies, you knew you were going to have one of the best next two hours of your life. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh no, what's going to happen? It was like, yes, there's the sound and now we're on the ride. Let's do this. Uh, And my very last one is the greatest what the fuck moment of all time. The biggest, greatest, holy shit moment. I'm your father? I'm your father. That's your number one. That's the number one moment. That's, that's a great one. Just like, imagine that. Imagine that. Watching this in theaters. Watching Empire in theaters. As yeah. a kid. As a 12-year-old. Couldn't believe it. Like, there was that thing that happened last year, uh, and it went around. on. The, it happens every like once every couple of years, where parents will videotape them showing their kids yeah. the moment yeah. of Darth Vader. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll be like a 10-year-old kid be like, no, dad, no, what? And, you know, and they're like, <laughs> it's it's just amazing. It's yeah. so pure and honest and it's genuine and it's exactly how you had to have felt when you found that out the first time. Yeah, I mean, the good versus evil nature of Star Wars is such a unique thing that, like, that moment as a child is just so impactful. We were talking about last week with uh, Kelsey Kirkland, who's a, a general in the Action Army. We were mm-hmm. talking about, with Ke- Kelsey about it, and she was like, yeah, I have kids, and when they've watched these Star Wars movies, the stuff you're talking about, all the nuanced like, weirdness of, like, this is going to happen, they don't know any of that stuff. Right. They're just paying attention to, like, the, the biggest, most in-your-face. And that At is that moment. such a big in-your-face moment. You know how evil Darth Vader is. You know because he kills Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You know because he wears all black and he wears an evil-looking hood. And his evil voice. And his lightsaber is red. I He's love the red, red and black. Yeah. You know. You know. And Luke hates him. And Luke's him, the like, hero. Kill, just choke people to death. You see him blow up a planet. Yeah. You see him cut off Luke's hand. He's cut off Luke Skywalker's the hand. Hero, the hero. The person you think is indestructible. Ah, and then he's Luke's father? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like the greatest. Yeah. Like George Lucas Can't when he wrote it. that, can you imagine what he must like? Oh, there you go. That's a good. That's a good twist. <laughs> we uh, we we were hanging out with, and I don't know. We probably shouldn't even talk about what we did, but we were hanging out with. Um, uh, his name is escaping me right now. We were actually hanging out with each other, and we ran yeah. into them. No, the yeah yeah the guy who does the and I Josh Robert Thompson yeah <clears throat> uh, and he does the best the George Lucas impression. He does the deep fake one. You guys have been seeing on the internet. So and, good. He was just do he was riffing on it for a little while and we were like, you know, like, why'd you come up with that idea? And he was like, eh, I was pretty I was pretty drunk for the creation of all those films. Uh it's like, pretty wasted. He was, <laughs> he's just like kinda coming up with it and, and he's like, what it is, he's like, uh, Harrison gave me a whole bag of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> he's just riffing on it. It was really funny. But uh just like the idea, like you wonder where Lucas was when he came up with the idea that, that uh, you know, he was gonna be his father. Like, do you think he knew Cause that's something that I've thought about a lot. Because you see it in this movie. When mm-hmm. when Leia says, I know, somehow I've always known, it's like, well, then why'd you kiss him in the last movie? I know. That's, it's weird that you made out with your brother. Weird. If you've always known, then why'd sure you make out with him? And I've always known, but here we go. <laughs> so when, when did Lucas know all that stuff? And this is stuff that these are questions we're asking that I guarantee have been revealed somewhere that you guys in the yeah. chat probably all know <clears> the answer to these questions. But, um, you know, let us know. Because yeah. we, we don't. Uh, yeah, so those are our top five Star Wars moments from each of us. Uh, not the greatest, not the most important, just our five favorites. Yeah. Uh, AMA question. I don't believe we have an AMA question today. Ryan, what's yeah. your uh, what's your favorite? Did we did we not mention a Star Wars moment that you feel like is uh, one of your favorites? Mine's very close to Ben's. It's right before it. Uh, it's when him and 
it's when Vader and Luke are standing off. They're fighting each other, and at one point Luke's hiding, and he's like, I sense you're not going to change, but maybe your sister, sister will. And then he's like, perhaps she'll turn, and he shouts never and ignites his blade and goes after him. Oh, my God, the emotion in that scene is... And Luke's so angry. Yeah, I know, I know. He says, Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Yeah. And, And what's he say? He's like... If you will not return, then perhaps she, she will. will. Ah. Like, never. Like, no. Okay. If you no. will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps <laughs> she will. Yeah. I mean, again, like James, guitar- his voice, man. It's amazing. It's just the best. What's the your best James Jones impression? How deep can you go? I, I'd have to practice. It sounds like a high. It sounds like he sounds like James Earl Jones. Someone's got his balls. Yeah, when you're talking. I, Can I throw one more thing out there? Yeah, what do you got? So I, yeah. another thing I feel you were talking about Yoda, and people have talked about this before, but like that is a puppet. Yeah, and yeah. it is maybe the most iconic character in any movie, and even a huge resurgence with Mandalorian Baby Yoda. Yeah, it is amazing that that puppet we care so much about. And it's so wise, and you just buy it. That is totally unparalleled. I mean, and if, no other franchise could do that. If there was a meme Oscars, Baby Yoda would run away with it. Oh yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Best new character of the year. Best new character of the year. Yeah, massive. I think uh, you could like. That perhaps she will. That That's perhaps a, she. Will. Oh, you get some nice resonance in. There. I can do it. That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. There are only three categories left. To, uh, I combined two segments there. There are three categories <laughs> to talk about: uh, an action movie, lore, uh, totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. Um, Interesting. I think I think that Return of the Jedi is totally legitimate because it wraps up the trilogy. It's regarded as a great trilogy. It's regarded as a great movie that wraps up, and it has. The, the like the, it's rooted at the end because you get all the stuff in the throne room. It yeah, feels like the the only thing that really would push this into like the silly category really is oh man we didn't talk about, about Java like the, or the sail barge or, or any like of that the stuff. Ewoks and like the them like roasting Han Solo weren't they gonna like cook him or something? Yeah. all tied up. Like, that stuff all is that. silly. It's a little silly and most of the stuff in the beginning with Jabba is I'd have to go middle category. You're gonna go ridiculously legit. I think I do. I, I really do. I go totally legit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I I just feel the stuff. Like, literally everything that I just mentioned, and then the kiss and the brother when she already knew, and just yeah. the stuff. It just feels a little bit away from totally legit. Here's my question. I was thinking about this while I was watching it. The, the music scene, dude. What? The music scene. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. It's <laughs> not in the movie, though. That's in the, it's in the re-released, right, right, awful right. garbage version. God, I hate that scene. Um, no, I was thinking about this. All right, so Jabba, <clears throat> he, gets, he gets choked out by Princess Leia. Yeah. She's got the, she's got the, she's chain. Got the chain. I... <laughs> I guess if he has like henchmen and people, hench people that are like, I'm gonna make sure that he stays safe, that no one can oh, mess yeah. with him, then I guess that's how he's protected. But like, wouldn't one of those hench people just strangle him to death? Because like, he can't protect himself at all. He's a giant slug with tiny arms. And he's horrible, and then you could just be him. Right. You'd think so. I was thinking, why didn't somebody just murder Java at a different point? I think he's got enough people around him that there's always one loyal person that would, yeah. you know? Okay. You have to do that if you're, sure. if you're those guys. Yeah. That's what yeah. movies have told us about being crime lords. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we haven't talked, we didn't talk about the Sarlacc pit. I or, thought about that, that immediately, Boba though. Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't really care about... I mean, Bo- Boba the Fett. Boba the Fett. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Sarlacc pit's cool. It's definitely better than, uh, or I mean, is, wait, is that the, the thing in the sand? No, uh, Sarlacc's, yeah. what's the it's thing the, underground? Yeah, it's the dick that comes out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, the Sarlacc pit I definitely like more than the the monster. Oh, the jump. Rancor. The Rancor, yeah. Yeah, the Rancor. It did not age well. Not well, at all. And also, my favorite part about the Rancor is the guy, the trainer, the fr- who runs in and he's got the, like, helmet. Oh, and he's crying? And, and he's like, yeah, and he's, and he's real out of shape. And he, run, and he runs in there. I was like, I know this is not supposed to be funny, but there's a lot of intentional comedy going it's on right really now. really stupid. That's a costume I feel like I should do for Halloween one year. Uh, this guy here. This guy on screen, I think we're I think we're throwing him up on. The, oh yeah, this guy, that guy's real important. Yeah, he is. He is. I feel like uh, okay. Another question. Huh. How about this? Is this is your girlfriend's uncle? He dresses like this too. I would not talk to him. You wouldn't. I would say hello and goodbye. You'd be weirded out. I would be very weirded out. Why are you here at Christmas dresses? And, and he like cries every now and then weirdly, <laughs> like an odd commercial. You're cutting the turkey at Thanksgiving, and he's. He starts crying. Like, what do you do? Is it your turkey? I mean, what are we doing? He's just like, oh, it just reminds me of jail. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> Weird guy. Weird guys. Uh, anyway. Really long hugs. All right. There's only one last thing to talk about. It's called The Pitch. The Pitch. Uh, we already did The Pitch earlier we in the episode. Yep. We are going to be doing a full spoiler, full review, 1201 
on Wednesday morning after we've seen the last Skywalker. Um, we're gonna. We, I know it's called. Not I know called, yeah, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Joke never gets old. And it won't. And uh, we're gonna be doing that. Twelve oh one. It'll be available obviously on the channel next week if you guys want to watch it and listen mm-hmm. to it. You don't want to deal with the spoilers. Is there is it, Ryan? Is there a way for us to like re premiere the episode? There isn't, right? Uh, re premiere. No, right? No, we can't yeah. re premiere it, but we will. We can put up excerpts. Okay, cool. Yeah, something yeah, like that'd be cool. And remember, go check out Action Industries. You guys can see a full first thoughts review on our channel. Twelve oh one. We're gonna be doing that, so both are gonna go up. Big shout out to a few generals in the army: Andrew Hayes, Billy Belford, John Patterson, Jake Yakavetta, Kelsey Kirkland, Nick Gilmore, Cody Seal, Tamor Buddha, AJ Lancaster, Sri Lum, and Maki, Jason Lasky, Oscar Romo, Danny Joyce, and Liam Gilpin. Plus five star generals: Brianne Chandler, Jeremiah Morris, Mac Ryan, John Getz, Jake Yakavetta, Lucas Shashek, Alex McFarland. Kyle Grandinetti and Paul Denuzio. Thank you to everybody. Salute. Bye, guys. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.